perfectly Athena shaped. <laughs> oh. She's in the bag. The cat is in the Do bag. Do not take her home. Shut down the podcast. The cat's in the bag. Do not take her home. Wait, the phrase is the cat is out of the, the cat bag. The cat's out of the bag, but she's in it. So are we not allowed to start talking until the cat is out of the bag? Athena, get out so we can start talking. She is oh, wait, brushing off her supervisor duties. She refuses to talk on mic. <laughs> Podcasting is for the bourgeoisie. What are you thinking? <laughs> Zero thoughts head empty. Oh, there she is. Per the cat sounds, you know that we are in Rachel's per apartment. Per the cat sounds? Oh my gosh. Oh my god! You just interrupted my beautiful introduction with a pun. How dare you? I don't think that's my fault. And it's also Wednesday night, regardless of the cat sounds. And that must mean <laughs> that it is Starformers night. I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. And this is Rebels and Robots, where we talk about Star Wars and... Transformers. Hey, very nice timing on that one. Uh, this is our, our podcast. Uh, welcome to the podcast, if this is your first time listening. <laughs> We've never addressed first time listeners before. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, do I, I don't get the joke. Is there a reference the song. there? I know, but... I was just like, just, been funny, oh, like, just like, if, okay. The song is like talking to people who are somewhere for the first aggressive time. Music people st- aggressive music starts Welcome playing. to the podcast. We've got cats and games. We do. Um, today we are talking about the season three finale of The Mandalorian. Chapter 24. Um, what was the title on this episode? The Return. I was going to say, shoot, what was it? <laughs> and uh, before we talk about our topic for the night, we typically start with uh, any news, any thoughts from the past week, any reflections on last week's episode. Um, do you have anything to start us off with? Rachel? Yeah. So one thing we mentioned when they have the feast between the Mandalorians, they were ho- they were roasting those bird things and we were like, oh no, I don't think they are the, okay. are the ones we saw this uh, season so someone pointed out that the bird things on those uh spikes uh-huh. looked a lot like the creatures on navarro we see in one of the first episodes that attacks grief carga you remember i think it's episode three oh, or four. yeah okay like, like kind of a pterodactyl They're, which makes sense because those models were a lot skinnier yeah so, yeah that's logical i don't like that answer as much but it is more logical and it's not as funny yeah but um, I have something, and I don't know if you saw about this, about, so the Anzellan that gave, uh, Grogu his legs, when he wanders away, he says something that you, I don't know if you might have to censor this, because it's not really confirmed, and I hope this is captioned, but so, it's after <laughs> he says, bad, bad baby, no squeezy. Okay. No, I heard it. So it's very quick, but it sounds like he quickly he, drops the f bomb there at the end. And Zellen for I'm out. M F R. Yeah, I. That sounds added in post. 
Let's I don't let's bring up the actual clip. Um uh do you have well while I'm doing this I can explain I think I can do both. I think I can focus. Okay. Can, do you have any other news to share yeah, while I bring I do. this up? Yeah, um, go for it. So someone pointed out I cannot I can't remember ship names. I can remember characters that we'll never see again. Ship um, names like uh whatever the like Din Katan. Yeah. Oh you know, shipping characters together and combining their names. Those oh kind of ship gosh. names. <laughs> okay, anyways, no, I mean like the actual physical ships that exist that they drive. So you just set me up stop, for two. You, you got to use a different word. You, can't, you keep using the word ship, or the you just set me up for jokes. <laughs> okay. There so you the, ba- go. the spaceships that the Mandalorian drive. I can't remember what they're called. Um, they kind of have that fun little foldy thing to them. Yeah, the the, Man- this, the Mandalorian starfighters. Someone pointed out that in the Battle of Exegol and Rise of Skywalker, you can see one. Nice. I don't have a picture of it because I didn't save it because <laughs> I was very scared about social media today. Okay, so did Grogu got the ig mech last week yes okay i'm bringing it up um that's a fun little detail i'm sure as time goes on we'll see people will find more and more stuff like that from mm-hmm. episode nine okay so here's the scene i'm gonna turn my audio up oh god perfect okay here we go Whoa. Ooh. oh <laughs> it's definitely there it's definitely there. Someone snuck it in after they cut out the F bomb from wow. Andor. That's interesting. It looks it sounds a little too like I don't know. A little too coincidental. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that is interesting for sure. Um Pete not this is not this is far from news, but this is actually a piece of information I did not know that I learned watching an interesting clip uh, interview uh mm-hmm. this week mm-hmm. with John Favreau. He was the voice of Pre Vizsla. I think I knew that. I have. I just can't believe I have not learned this I information. Yes. I was. I just. Which previous? A lot so, of them are dead now. It may, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it makes sense that John Favreau had some level of prior because mm-hmm. I was really surprised when he was brought on into such a heavy level of involvement with new Star Wars with Mando, but this makes a lot of sense that he had some level of, of involvement in that. He was pre Vizsla. Like, he's there. John Favreau is there at the creation in canon. Oh, in like, in not in canon, but like the canonization of the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. Like, his character, they, they wanted his character to have a vibro blade. That's what he said in the interview. Yeah. And I think we've covered this before, but I didn't know the full details. They wanted his character to have a vibro blade. They decided a vibro blade should not be able to fight a lightsaber. Even though you can in Knights of the Old Republic, George Lucas decided. It seems like George Lucas's main role in the production of the Clone Wars was just to be annoying about canon and also making things movies when they shouldn't be movies. And also putting twelve-year-old Ahsoka in a miniskirt and a tube top. <laughs> that was not Dave Filoni. That. I see Dave Filoni get a lot of heat for that, and yeah. every time someone brings it up, he's me like, "That was George Lucas. <laughs> that was not me." Because if you see um, his concept art for her, she, you know, mm-hmm. she had like a cute little ballerina skirt, uh-huh. but George Anyways, Lucas back to doing the George saber. Lucas things. Uh, George Lucas did not want a vibro blade to be able to stand up to a lightsaber, so they needed to create something different. So that's different. where the dark saber was simply created out of a a, a way to uh, pacify George Lucas's. To have fun. <laughs> so, um, so John Favreau has been there since the beginning, and. I had see the thing for me is I I've never seen any of those episodes of Clone Wars, or if I have I do not remember it. Mm. 
to hear John Favreau's voice come out of Priest Vizsla was hilarious because it was John Favreau. It's very much him. I don't really hear his voice very clearly as Paz Vizsla, but as Pre Vizsla is very. You clear. had your Lizzo moment <laughs> when I was like Lizzo. Um, so that's not my one piece of information. Speaking for the week. of Clone Wars things, you just watched for the first time today. I don't know. What you you're... sent me a clip. You had never seen oh, Satine yeah. okay, Cruz's yeah. death in season five, I believe. Yeah, I had always seen a freeze frame of her like dead and her dying on the ground, but I had never seen the actual clip of. And I, I was especially shocked because I did not know it was that scene as I'm seeing it on Instagram, oh. <laughs> and because I thought for a second that maybe it was from season seven. I just wasn't. I just didn't know. I wasn't really paying attention, and then he just like force grabs her because i always assumed just like being star wars any major character normally dies like is like killed off screen and mm-hmm. then you see them dead so you don't see the brutality or like rocks fall on them like i guess just in my mind i had made this soft assumption that it was very much off screen or very very like an accident but when uh maul just gra- force grabs her and just guts her in midair i was like that is very brutal for a children's show on cartoon network or obi-wan yeah and then and then what's even worse is the gut punch of her saying i love you i did not know she said that when she died so yes no continue 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 and then the very i feel strong implication that obi-wan can't say it back so i believe it's in you sent me this video earlier it's the infamous video of Obi-Wan and Satine and they are encountering the guy who's hijacked their ship and he has the uh-huh. explosive and he's like Satine you can't kill me because you're a pacifist haha ha. Obi-Wan you can't kill me because your girlfriend's a pacifist <laughs> and she's gonna hate you sucks to suck who's gonna be the one to call me a who's gonna want to strike me down in cold-blooded <laughs> murder and Anakin it shows up did someone say cold-blooded murder it <laughs> catches the detonator saves them all and oh he, Anakin and, and Anakin's like, I helped. Um, so what's funny? And the invaders theme playing in the uh-huh, background is yeah. you know, it's, it's all connected. It's all coming. Together. Anyways, uh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Mm. Anyways, um, so all throughout those episodes, this is when Satine is first introduced, and we in like I think season two or three, it's it's short short hair Anakin, so young. Mm-hmm. So we kind of find out. Oh, these two have a history. And they're bickering, like an old married Uh couple, but they're not married. There's a very particular scene where I think it's, I don't know if it's after this, it kind of comes to like a head where they kind of actually start airing out their Mm. grievances or affections for another. And I can't remember if she says that she loved him, but there is a time where in the original Civil War, I hope I'm not confusing this with Legends, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon rescued Satine and they were on the run for like a year. Oh, interesting. From the political unrest and civil war. So is that so how they met? That's how they met. Ah. And this is this is before Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Young Obi-Wan and Satine. So anyways, there's a line that Obi-Wan says to Satine where he tells her, if you had said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. And everyone's yeah. like, ah, sad. Uh-huh. And that, that probably goes with what I've I've seen a video that explained why Qui-Gon was Obi-Wan's apprentice. Other way around. Qui-Gon was Obi-Wan's master was that Obi-Wan was very rebellious. No one wanted to be yeah. his 
be, uh-huh. be be his master. Young Obi Wan and young Anakin are very similar, apparently. Yeah. And that goes the fact that he would be willing to give up being a Jedi for a woman at a young age co-aligns with aligns with that that information. So that's interesting. Yeah. If you know, uh, but we do have the mysteriously spawned in Corky Crease. Look. <laughs> apparently, I think George. Lu- I think from what I have heard, supposedly there was. I don't know if there's intention, but I th- I think Clone Wars production was like, hey, we might hint at this. And I think George Lucas went, absolutely not. <laughs> and nixed that. I think that would, it would make Obi-Wan a worse character. Like, not worse as in, like, quality, but, like, he would be a worse person if he knew he had a son Maybe he and didn't was doing know. nothing about it. Maybe he didn't know. He, if he ever met him, he would have known. True. The, because... Like, he's either bad of the four i mean but i don't know because we met him and went oh my gosh who does who's that the spitting yeah, image i guess of? denial who's the third crease uh-huh. sibling that we never <laughs> meet this is my nephew oh so is he Bose? well no she he's not hers <laughs> who's is he <laughs> anyways um totally unrelated but um i haven't had to do this for a while but a correction from last week it's very small but i thought it was really funny uh, I was talking about how many years it had been since uh, since like they uh, had announced a Star Wars movie and it had been mm-hmm. made. And I said, I meant to say, it's 2023, so it's been six years. What I said was, it's 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so even notice. I thought that was really funny that I, I accidentally claimed that it was the year 2013. Bad year. <laughs> Pre- any, it is, this podcast existed in 2013. We would only be talking about clone wars <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> be a very different podcast <laughs> it would or would it i don't know we wouldn't uh, have we wouldn't have any memes to steal it'd be 2013 oh uh, no we wouldn't have any memes nothing good <laughs> um you got anything else before we get to the episode i do so in episode 22 where we see lizzo and jack black uh-huh. um and Bo gets the dark server back from axe woves um, I'm not going to turn the sound on, but so I love when the Star Wars community IDs props that they can find online. Mm-hmm. So this cup that Axe Woes was using, someone found it on Amazon. <laughs> um, I'm not going to see, see, look at it. Wow. So someone found it for 20 bucks. You can put it on Amazon. So um, I'll put it on my wedding uh, registry. I, I <laughs> bought your gift. So. <laughs> I think that's all I have okay just well, one though <laughs> it's for you yeah uh-huh. <laughs> not for you and your future <laughs> wife just for you great well that moves us nicely into this week's topic which is the season finale of mm-hmm. season three of the mandalorian chapter 22 season three episode eight the return chapter 24 it's both it's both chapter 24 and season it's three the episode eight episode yes but it's referred to as chapter 24. i said season three episode eight no you didn't yeah i definitely did uh, anyways speaking of bickering like an old married couple uh let's uh let's get into our recap so it pretty much picks off exactly where the last episode mm-hmm. dropped off with them the, the mandos on the run we had to stop because we were trying to figure out so who's the spy yes so we were we were heavily uh arbitrating now like we but like Leaning. we were uh like Debating? Think, oh, the word like to, to like consider Perusing? the options. Perusing? <laughs> Man, not so not only is this podcast like 25% me not knowing the proper nouns in Star Wars, but also it's going to be me just not knowing basic words. <laughs> uh, we were considering different options of who might be uh, the, the, the titular spies from the previous episode. 
Um, and spoiler alert, it's no one. We were wrong. <laughs> so it's all kind of not even worth talking about at this point. But we also did kind of forget that Axe Wolves dipped into the atmosphere. Seemingly everyone did. I did not see a single mention on it of no. it on the internet this week when people were discussing this very thing. No one even mentioned Axe Wolves. Period. Which is, he seemed like an obvious choice, and did not mention that he was not with the group. Yeah, everyone was thinking, oh, the armor. Everyone was but super because like, everyone's armor. like, well, how. How how far is she willing to go for her her religion? It's like um I don't think she'd kill her people. Yeah, it the issue I had was if there was a twist, then if it's a, a bad twist, it could be anyone. Because like if you're willing to just Karga, yeah, I saw that one. If you're just willing to do a twist for the sake of a twist, then you can literally make it be anyone, be a, a, a spy. But we were I was trying to look at it logically of okay, if it is a good twist. What information is there here? And I mean, to me, it was it's someone in the room. I, I was hoping this that who the spy was would explain why they just didn't kill all the Mandalorians they had trapped. Because mm-hmm. if the spy was in there, it would make sense. Unfortunately, there doesn't end up being a spy as far as we know. So that's just a plot hole from last episode. Outside of just Elia Kane reporting to the Imperial Remnant. Which is a weird thing to entitle the episode when it's 30 seconds at the very beginning of the episode. So, especially because it was just... Unless her. it's just kind of referencing, they're not really that spies, multiple. but just uh, the the council, the dark, what do you call it? The dark council they or something? The shadow council. <laughs> That's something a bunch of 10 year olds gathering would call Do you know what it sounds themselves. like? It gives the same vibes as the chaos emeralds <laughs> from like Sonic or something. Exactly. This, this, um, they're kind our, of spy-like. This is our secret club. It's called the shadow council. Um you have no to girls be allowed. best friends with Thrawn in order to get here. <laughs> when was not. the last time you saw Thrawn? A while. <laughs> he goes to another school. Okay? He goes to another school. <laughs> he goes Anyways, to the um, so it cuts to Wolves like zooming into outer space on his jetpack, and I we were both like for sure like Wolves is so full of crap right now. He's full of crap. He's acting very erratic. He lands on the the ship and he's trying to evacuate everyone. Yeah, but before that, we see Din escape. Yes. Which I I thought was a really good action scene. Him, it oftentimes uh, Din's capacity or his uh, like abilities vary greatly. He can either be an incredible warrior or he can trip on some stairs and nearly drown, yes. like and everything in between. Uh, but this actually felt like a legitimate fight. Like he's been in a big fight. This is two people with really good Beskar armor, seemingly very well trained stormtroopers. The fight did feel like a legitimate threat. It just felt kind of cheap to end the last episode on a cliffhanger of him getting captured yeah and then the next scene of the next episode he's immediately free kind of annoying yeah but i enjoyed the fight i thought it was a good fight i also kind of this was also another time where it didn't feel cheap that grogu saves him it felt very yeah. earned it just felt like throughout the entire episode we see them fighting almost as equals then mm-hmm. being more of the uh on the offensive and grogu being more on the defensive but i think they make a really cool pair in this episode mm-hmm. one thing you commented was are these the most competent stormtroopers they were they were great uh, i especially reacted when one of them used a flamethrower yeah i don't remember any of them using flamethrowers last I episode i think so because well din got them first and that, that's kind of din one of his uh signature moves is the flamethrower and to see a stormtrooper pull one out on him was really cool and also Luna one of reverse. them one of them had like their own like rope thing not like yeah. a, like a but it was like green Snare. and like it like whipped around it was almost like 
it was almost like one of those like uh jelly hand things you get oh my at gosh, like uh, arcades yeah it felt kind of like one of those just whipped around the throat um my next note is just i did not remember like distinctly the pirates from the last episode having any sort of distinct look to them other than like their tattered clothes around mm-hmm. their armor but there's one who has like this like claw mark across his helmet. So cool. And like that combined with the tattered look, that's like that is a sick Mando look yep. right there. Um what else do I have? Um so we kind of get some shots of Din sneaking around in mm-hmm. Grogu, uh pitter pattering after him. We see the Empire activate the TIE fighters and they drop oh. down. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, either very cool or very silly depending on how you look at it and i think it just would have been hysterical if one of them didn't activate in time and just went straight. yeah because what the, how they're they're like almost uh they're like bats yeah that's what i was about to say these tie interceptors are parked on the ceiling facing down so they just drop and then activate the last second and go horizontal and then take off and yeah, the idea of how, one of them how, just smashing straight to the ground. How many times do you think they had to practice that to get their pilot's license? <laughs> failed, pilot's li- failed pilot's test. Reasoning. Crashed TIE fighter. <laughs> Careened into the ground. Um, and actually would have been somewhat consistent with the rest of the episode because there's at least two other instances in this episode where someone makes a slight mistake. Mm. There's a... As the Mandalorians are flying through the air and one of them lands on one of the starfighters, he like trips a bit, which is really cool. And later, while uh, Din is like fighting down a hallway, he pushes one of the stormtroopers over the edge and he either goes to grab him or most likely grab the knife out of his hand and just totally whiffs. Yeah. Which I appreciate both of those moments a lot. I that was okay. This is it's such such a small detail that I mentioned. We see something like that in that first episode of Bad Batch season two, mm-hmm. when Wrecker, Hunter, and Echo careen out of the forest in the first ten seconds. Uh-huh. Echo's foot hits the water. And it's mm-hmm. like he skids because that's something natural that happens when you hit water too fast and just face plants it. Now that's. Well, that's, that's is relevant. It is a bit more of a comedic moment. True. But both these things, I mean, if a TIE fighter had creamed to the ground, it would definitely be a comedic moment. But with the two I'm actually talking about that actually happened, they are not really comedic. They're just small details. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Which just make the world feel more real because the characters aren't perfect. They, mm-hmm. are, they aren't either making massive mistakes or just like totally being undefeatable. They're just like, it's not even really a mistake. It's just a minor slip up. It's yeah. just part of human if you had human beings fighting they they would try to do things that would not succeed um that was really cool um one thing i also thought was funny when din and grogu are kind of walk trying to find moff gideon's headquarters there's like very very quiet music playing in the background and i know it's added soundtrack it's non-diegetic but Mm. it the way it was just at a lower (laughs) level made it sound like hallway music yeah, and I probably would have never noticed, but the moment you pointed it out, I couldn't unhear it, and it really destroyed the tension of the scene. You're welcome. I'm good. <laughs> it's really at good. That. Um, so I'm. I don't 100. percent A lot of things happen. This episode moves really fast. I'm at where Wolves takes the ship in my notes. Well, here's my issue: is I don't know. So many things happen. I don't know the exact order of them. I do. Do um, you want me to? So I think. I think. Potentially, my note is after that okay keep going okay um so you had a funny comment so wove 
Wolves makes it to the capital ship and mm-hmm. we are like, this man's a traitor. <laughs> yeah. He's going to kill everyone. And so he tells everyone to bail and everyone's like, okay. And it's like, huh, hmm. <laughs> you had two very, I wrote this down. You just said, sus. <laughs> and then I, they were on a spaceship it I felt saw relevant. Wolves vent. So <laughs> we see um, uh, Wolves take control of the capital ship, but he actually starts fighting back, uh, mm. which surprised me. My first thought was, oh my gosh, Wolves is going to hold a maneuver straight through Mandalore. <laughs> oh, shoot. Earlier, while we were, I didn't really write down notes very quickly at the beginning because things were moving so quick. Mm-hmm. And I knew I missed something. We've overlooked it. R5 versus the battle, the, uh, or that, that later down. That is no, later that is down. later. Okay, that I do have that written down. down. Never mind. Down. Continue. Anyways, so, uh, Wolves did not hold a maneuver through the planet. Um, sad. Hot. The hold oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, but, so, I just have this comment. Things we did this episode. Severely misjudged Wolves. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, so we were seriously, him, like, telling everyone to get off the ship felt like he was leading them all into a trap which like felt really audacious like man he's going to literally lead every single mandalorian to their death yeah. felt very dramatic but it turned out he was actually a massive hero he is which is pretty crazy um so the next scene we have is where mando con they get to the hallway that goes to moff gideon's like headquarters and it's guarded with various tiers uh various <laughs> tiers of stormtroopers uh, separated by laser walls mm-hmm. and so he calls our five to start taking them down one at a yeah. time and the whole thing very much felt like a fall a jedi fallen order level absolutely especially with the stormtroopers having like electro staff yes and then who do we see approach our five <laughs> a little mouse droid, a little mouse droid. <laughs> and uh he like r5 gets kind of annoyed and just shocks him and he and he leaves it's a little it's a little tiny shock um but before that when the first door opens uh, to the hallway, Mando just flies in and straight up just yes. punches one of the stormtroopers straight in the helmet, which I found hysterical Don't considering care. these are Beskar stormtroopers, and just straight up hand to the face, hysterical to me. Throwing hands. It's like one of the, it's like one of those foot when football players start throwing punches and they all have helmets <laughs> on. <laughs> kind of felt like that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's a it's a great fight. This like it is. it's all very good. I I, I think ultimately felt a, a little underwhelmed on this episode with the narrative, and it the yeah. way it, it. I mean, I don't, it's, I don't I don't think this episode's bad by any means, but it doesn't feel super impactful. But the action is top tier. It's good. I think that the the flow and the energy and the visual effects and the the um the fact there's a lot of human hand to hand combat. There's yeah. a lot of very real feeling combat. So the uh the chemist not chemistry but the uh choreography on that is excellent so i just think that on a on a filmmaking on a technical level this and action good action does require storytelling Mm -hmm. a lot of people just think well i just want straight action i don't need a story no action has to be driven by something pure Mm -hmm. violence is not interesting you need character or stakes or something anything to drive the action so that it has purpose. So good action does not mean does not means that there if there is good action that means there's some something being well written. Mm-hmm. So from whatever whatever writing is making it connect in my brain. It's sometimes it's hard to d- to tell in the moment. And I feel the action is a culmination of everything that's happened in this season. A lot of people have complained that the season lacked direction, that it kind of was all over the place, 
but everything happening in the action is set up somewhere in the past. Mm-hmm. The relationship between all the Mandalorians coming together is significant. Uh, our villain. We, I mean, we know our villain. It's very obvious. And even things that happened in the last episode. Like, we hate this guy. Um, and everything, the character relationships, Bo-Katan, Grogu, Mando, all, all the relationships. <laughs> yeah, they're fighting for Paz. Like, there's a lot of underlying elements that just make this final fight feel like a culmination of everything mm-hmm. that's come before. So, on that level, the fact that the action is paying everything off, plus all the technical stuff, I really uh, think it was just excellent. Mm-hmm. Um. On a very much uh, more superficial note, um, the moment Gideon puts on his helmet, he has a voice changer, and I thought it was great. It was very good. <laughs> it just felt intimidating and cool. We also saw a very fun addition to the uh, Imperial tech arsenal. Mouse droids with lights. <laughs> Little, like, almost like police officer police mouse op- droids. My question is, how in the world are they supposed to arrest someone? <laughs> Is this just to, is it a thing where if there's people like guarding and you see a squad of four mouse droids go mm-hmm. by with their lights on, are you just supposed to follow them? That's funny. Do yeah. they have knives that they just shank you at the ankle? I especially love the sassiness of these mouse droids. Like oh. It's almost like the first one is like trying to act like he doesn't see R5 yeah. until the last thing and he like just whips like at a 270 yeah. degree turn <laughs> towards him. He's like, ah, cut you. I got you. Surprise. <laughs> And then we see one take a tumble. That's a little bit later. So then, just a a tiny bit later, um, once R5 is done with his job, a bunch more, like five more mouse droids show up as a gang. And instead of trying to fight them all, he just flies off. But in flying off, one just goes straight backwards off the side of the cliff, which is pretty great. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How are they supposed to arrest someone? I... You know, I think they're just like uh, police officers without guns. You're just supposed to uh, respect their authority. British cops. <laughs> Oi! Stop, tro- stop causing trouble in the streets! I don't know. Instead of beeping, they just go, Oi! 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 Grogu goes yes and no, and Mouse Swords go, Oi! They're not mad, they're just disappointed. <laughs> so, I, what I have next chronologically is... Um, Grogu and Mando find a room of clones. Yeah. But not uh, clones of Jango Fett, clones of Gideon. Gideon, which I saw someone predict that. No, I think someone said, if these are someone, I saw someone, a tweet that said, if these end up being clones of Moff Gideon, I will eat a pair of my socks (laughs) or something like that. So anyway, aged poorly, (laughs) Um, uh, aged well, but also poorly for them. Uh, we get a little Moff Gideon eye jump scare. Uh huh. And before they even revealed who it was, you could we could just tell it was clones. Yeah. Of someone and Snoke. And it kind of looked like that at first. It's Kino Loy. Uh huh. Who? Kino Loy from Andor. Oh, Kino, 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 Kino yeah. can't swim, Loy. Uh huh. <laughs> Andy Circus. Um, before they even revealed who it was, we just knew it was a bunch of clones. Yeah. And uh, you just said. This is what it feels like walking to the toy Target and all they have are grief cargos. <laughs> look, I'm just saying. I went to Target one time and I went to go take a look at what they had for the Star Wars figures. Oops, only two, grief cargos. Two full rows of the Jawa from Kenobi. <laughs> like Everyone's favorite. 14. That's And I'm so just good. like, are you kidding me? Anyways. 
It's fine. That's why and, I have to pre-order things. Um, what I have, I don't know the exact order again, but the, the next thing I have written down is uh, a quote relevant to one of your favorite things. The... Uh, it just kind of it feels very Wally esque. We learned that yeah. the the pirate Mandalorians have been cultivating. Far- they've been farming. They've been farming. Farming. <laughs> Farmer Mandos. Farmer. Farmer Lorians. <laughs> very good. Um, Agriculture Lorians. And what he said is, after as soon as the whenever all the Mandalorians left, it allowed for this plant life to grow, mm-hmm. which is very uh, Wally. And he said the phrase "life persists," and we just both went, um, uh, "Life, life finds, uh, a way. finds a way." Finds a way. That's all. That's we don't good. have much more to go on there. Because I and I me, I almost forgot what he said because I I was like, "Life uh, finds a way," and I had to go. What did he say again? Yeah, life uh, persists. Um. So we see, at least in my notes, we see the Mandalorians come up through the clouds and they start dropping. Where are we dropping, boys? Like Fortnite. And so, I'll be honest, when the armorer jumped out of the ship, for some reason, I, d- I just didn't see the jetpack <laughs> on her back, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Insert goofy falling laugh, <laughs> or not laugh, but scream. <laughs> Wilhelm scream. <laughs> um, um, so, well, so, somewhere in there, uh, Moff Gideon and his sidekick, Goth Midian, uh, they were, rev- <laughs> I said that last episode. Last week, I accidentally said Moth, Moth, uh, Goth, Goth Midian. That was the name of his clones. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, good. Oh, yes. So we, well. Oh, well, I, I'm now remembering. We're not 100% sure what happens at first. We learned later that it was simply they, like, cut off all the life support and the chambers opened. This happens. So this happens at, just right after they all the Mandalorians drop. I see. Okay. So that is the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted to say, imagine flying at 60 miles per hour you're a mando commando and you get hit in the face by a metal sledgehammer <laughs> she was taking names oh yeah sending them on express shipping to the maker <laughs> just knocking skulls i loved it <laughs> you ready to talk here have the talking stick where <laughs> um but so the next scene is them pretty much killing all the clones but we're not really sure what they did at first and it looks like potentially they are releasing the clones which i said we're about to have a naked fight with all ah! of, <laughs> but the naked gideons terrifying <laughs> and um so somewhere in there gideon reveals he goes all villain monologue and he reveals that they, they i was gonna give them the one thing i couldn't the force he's, he's very dramatic and he it. was pissed did he almost look like he was about to start crying to you he looked almost choked up for half a second when he was like and you snuffed them out before they could take a first breath and i was like it's not Uh that deep man (laughs) what were you gonna do if you died so the question is is this the thing they've been hinting at since season one and if it is i feel like it's just all building to the sequel trilogy yeah but like if it has indeed like my thought was going to be that the Gideon we were seeing was also a clone. I thought that too for a second. Um, and that's possible, obviously, but he clearly did not have the force. So, like, even if he is a clone, he's not one of, like, those force clones. So, like, my question is whether we're going to see this or not. Like, these force clones. Are they going to make an... Is like... that? It's been building since season one. Okay, why do they want Grogu? Why do they have cloning still around? 
And if that is indeed, like, if it's not building towards Sidious, if, even if it is building towards, like, hinting at Sidious, how he returned. Sidious. Uh, it feels like they need to do something. Like, not just show up and then be destroyed. Which is also very Captain America Winter Soldier, Civil War. Mm-hmm. When they find all the, the frozen Russian super soldiers yeah. and they're already dead when they get there. That It just felt like... If it had just kind of come and gone, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But the fact that they've been building towards this information for so long, hopefully in season four, it plays a bigger role. Yeah. Or the movie. Oh. Which the movie is supposed <laughs> to be the tie up of all the plots. Uh-huh. Hmm. Luke. Luke. Shut up. <laughs> dude, it's kind I'm of... Ending, I'm ending this that, podcast myself. Dude, if I we get, will if we eat get my Luke. socks if, in, if it turns out that... Uh, if Filoni's movie is not... I'm going to be so mad. If it's not... At this point, I am pretty darn convinced that's what it's about. And I will eat my socks if it's not about Luke. Or some sort of equivalent. Like, when I say Luke, I mean Luke with two U's, which is Luke's evil twin from the stupid from Legends. Name. Stupid name. Such a stupid <laughs> That'd definitely give him that name. The next question... At this point, I am convinced that's what's going to happen at some point the real question is is my even deeper conspiracy theory that 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 the clone luke is the one that we see in last jedi i would really hate that that's the question is the, are they going to go that far i would hate that so much so anyways I'm, I'm really proud of that a, theory because i came up, up came up with it myself that would be such a slap in the face <laughs> to everyone Anyways, uh, so in the midst of it, we get the uh, the Red Guards come out. What are they called again? Praetorian Guards. Pra- Praetorian? That's what I thought. How many Praetorian Guards does it take to wa- kill one 50-year-old <laughs> toddler? <laughs> um, three, not three. Three, three uh, red-armored boys versus one bouncy guy. <laughs> one bouncy baby. And uh, three of them walk out simultaneously, and you just went, they re- rehearsed that. Because they went specifically with the fog and the smoke <laughs> and they came at it and they at same pace in between this like they like they rehearsed that and then they start beating the crap out of mando <laughs> and uh grogu steps in again to save his butt and they go after grogu into another room and mando just goes no it was and it felt very emotional yeah. to me like i like obviously the whole show mm-hmm. is built around the fact that Mando Din loves Grogu. Mm-hmm. But that particular moment, I think sometimes character like main characters don't feel like they're in danger very frequently to me because I know they're not gonna die. Mm-hmm. But in that particular moment, like I legitimately felt uh Din's concern. Because we had specifically mentioned earlier, he's very exposed in that armor. Like it allows him to get around, but like he has no armor around him yeah. in that IG droid. So he is exposed to attack one hundred percent. He doesn't have weapons. And so do you have any notes around this area? I'm getting close to the end of my notes. So, uh, Din's getting the crap beaten out of him by, uh, Moff Gideon. I almost said Goff. <laughs> by Moff Gideon. Goff Midian. Goth Gideon. And Goth it looks like, Myth Midian. It looks like Moff is about to kill him when Bo sees that he's struggling. And here she comes in out of nowhere and knocks Moff Gideon back. Here is my thought. What I would have done personally, if I was Bo-Katan, I would not have knocked Moff Gideon back. I would have gone straight through with the Darksaber. <laughs> I'm not taking chances. I'm not being showy. 
dead d-e-d i have no fear of uh war <laughs> crimes in the star wars universe <laughs> that is what i would have done personally but i'm not bo-katan and she didn't ask me <laughs> so speaking of knocking back it, during uh, it's my next note <laughs> during I, I marked it <laughs> great i'm glad you did during uh gideon and bo's fight he like very distinctly takes his electro staff and with both hands on it pushes her like knocks her back mm -hmm. and then it she goes flying back and it cuts wide and she's flying back so your eye and i i know this because like you didn't catch it your eye naturally goes with her in the wide shot but my eyes for some reason stayed on gideon and in and i and it happened it happened so quick i went Wait a second. And I rarely have you positive flat because I don't want to break the flow of the episode. But I had you go. I go wait, run that back. We both did that in this episode. Yeah, and you ran it back. And in the wide shot, Gideon repeats the move. Yeah, it's definitely a mistake. It's so weird. he's just standing in the middle of this platform, just pushing his arms forward, yeah. and it is. I'm doing it, and I'm realizing we're podcasting, so me doing it is not really necessary. But um, it's like a. Did you write down the time code? Twenty three minutes. At twenty three minutes in the episode, take a look. It is very funny. Um. So we switch to, so Mando has escaped. He's been able to go help Grogu. Mm -hmm. So we see Mando uh, with a weird affinity for their ankles. <laughs> that is where he's going at this whole episode. He's remembering back to Mando basketball where he was told to break people's ankles <laughs> and he took it a little too literally. So um, Grogu starts helping out with the Force. Yeah. Very nice boy. This is, he's an incredible companion, I yes. feel like. He's a companion to Mando, which is often a term used like video games or role playing is like a character you have with you to Walks help you. Walks at the same speed too. <laughs> yes and he's just it reminded me of especially like something like lego star wars where you have you can like push things back and it doesn't like non-lethal mm -hmm. force push in video games he just keeps pushing the guards back and not really like just like minor inconvenience to give yeah. uh din some more time um so he rescues him and we come back to moff and Bo, and he catches and moff gideon catches Bo by the hand while she's holding the dark saber mm -hmm. and squeezes and breaks the dark saber. Yeah. Or yeah, a funny, severely damages a, a it. A decently funny comment on Reddit said, quote, hand over the dark saber, destroys dark saber. Um, also, Close I, up dark saber if we didn't mine. make it clear. Oh, no, my dark saber. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't make it clear during all of this, all of the other Mandalorians. They're still fighting. all the other uh, uh Best car stormtroopers are all flying around overhead fighting. They look like flies in the background. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and also, meanwhile, I think we kind of didn't fully cover this. When Axwells went up to the to their the Mandalorian Star Destroyer, mm -hmm. evacuated everyone, he took control of it and was personally defending against all the TIE yes. fighters, and the ship has been shot down. And it is yes. currently careening towards the Imperial yes. base. And he's like, I'm coming in hot. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, we gotta go. He said Yeah, he said that phrase, I'm coming in hot, and I said that's an understatement. <laughs> That's a flaming Star Destroyer. And I also said, do not worry. Well, at least we're flying half a ship. <laughs> um, Moff Gideon had a funny quote. So after he breaks the Darksaber, um, he goes, Mandalorians are weak once they lose their trinkets. And I immediately said, says the man in full <laughs> Mandalorian Beskar alloy armor. Very, very... Yeah, very, like, hmm, interesting. Um, so take a step back. Din defeats a majority of the stormtroopers in the hallway fight by pushing them over oh, into the... Oh, back. Yeah, well, I found... I have a funny comment off oh, Reddit. Okay. Um, he pretty... Like, the hallway needlessly has an infinite void. I mean, like, they must get... For dramatics. <laughs> the Imperial... Imperials must get 
a discount on in bulk on their infinite voids. They didn't even have rails. That's what you beat me to the joke. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, no, it's good. It's funny. Uh, the joke just says railings. Install the gosh darn railings. Sincerely, the trooper union. The trooper. <laughs> so many stormtroopers should die. But then someone commented that mouse droids also need railings too. They do. Osha oh. would have a field day with the Empire. Osha oh, would have a field day. Um. So, you know, I did that. I mentioned, you know, this feels like a, it felt like a Jedi Fallen Order. Um, uh-huh. I am someone who's not good at key-based combat. If I cannot button mash, <laughs> I, if I have to do like very specific patterns, I I will not have fun. I don't find that enjoyable. So anyways, the second I learned force push in Jedi Fallen Order, everyone was getting thrown off the cliff. Mm-hmm, everyone mm-hmm. it's a little disconcerting when you kill all the stormtroopers and there's only one left and he goes please don't kill me and i'm like ah how dare you make me feel bad for you um, cease existing and so um ultimately uh they din comes to save Bo. yeah and there's a, another more of a fight and then and grog was helping he's pushing back yeah and the uh star destroyer comes careening into the base <laughs> and uh how exactly does Gideon get defeated? I don't quite remember. So the ship crashes down and so there's a lot of fire. And so Din goes to try to protect Grogu. Uh Bo tries to go to protect them with her tiny little snack plate shield. <laughs> and then the fire and uh <laughs> Yes, but what like does do they does like Bo they, they keep pushing push him, him they keep pushing him back and shooting him back and Grogu so they, pushes his weapon off the edge with the force push so by the time uh moth stands up mm-hmm. the, ooh, the oh we should also mention like during all this there's like a bunch of like sparks coming out from everywhere yes and nice. it just looks incredible it's just very aesthetically pleasing so by the time i think at grief cargo uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying <laughs> sorry, to not, find it not <laughs> a grief cargo no i'm sorry i i'm trying to find the moment in the episode too many f's and I clicked on a, an a in on what approximately where I thought it was, and it was all black, but it just said in the subtitles, Moff Gideon screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so he does not actually get defeated. No. In the final moment, as Star Destroyer comes in and explodes, the explosion envelops, envelops him. him. And we don't see a body, though. Stop jumping ahead of my <laughs> Um, hey, you you spoiled my railing joke. <laughs> so so here's my thing. I thought it was very cool that Grogu saved them using a little force bubble. Mm-hmm. My immediate immediate next thought. Remember when Kanan tried doing that? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Horrible. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> How dare you? I'm no, just saying. I, I noticed a parallel. The parallel I was thinking of was Gro uh, not Grogu Groot saving oh. uh, everyone at the end of Guardians and then he, he obviously in that moment says we are Groot. That's a little more close to Kanan. Yes, he dies. <laughs> yes. But I was trying so if if this was a parallel if all Groot says in that moment is basically the one thing he can say in that moment does Grogu just go Patu. Yes. Oh. <laughs> we we are, we are Patu. Patu. Um so yes, yeah, we No. <laughs> We, we do not see a body for Moff Gideon. I was half wondered, are we going to see crispy melted Moff Gideon in the foreground? <laughs> we did not. Well, this can lead me to a joke I meant to make earlier. So theoretically, that could have been a clone. And so we might still see him alive. But also, 
in the so earlier when it was revealed that they were his clones and he created them with the force we see it, him totally off screen he was just hearing his voice and he's saying i gave him the one thing i couldn't and for some reason my mind went a body and it's imagined that he was always just a head <laughs> which is what some people theorized um i think it was mostly joking but some people after uh captain phasma seemingly died yeah. a second time in last jedi some people thought that maybe she was just ahead oh, no. and can you imagine if there's like there's jokes in the in like comic books mm-hmm. characters are constantly quote unquote dying and it turned out that was a clone or a hologram or a robot or something like that and it's like every season is uh Moff Gideon seemingly dying, but it was it's never the original him. So, so here's the thing: not to get too far into it, because we still have a little bit of the episode to go. So, it, I don't know. I think it could have been a clone because here's my thought: Very so, we saw his destroyed ship, his Republic transport ship. Mm-hmm. How in the world did the Mandalorians blast in to a shackled man before space killed him? Ha. Huh. That's interesting. Did did he actually die? Maybe they had uh, the suit on standby because Mandalorians can breathe in space with their yeah. helmets. We see it in Rebels. Uh-huh. We saw it here. Um, so maybe it it wasn't a clone because he's like, I don't yeah. have the force. But maybe they, maybe when they tried, they actually killed him. They said, well, his body's still good. I don't know. <laughs> Got good bones. <laughs> good, good bones. Um so anyways, we don't see a body of Moff Gideon, but then we do get a fun little uh, transition to um, baptism Baptism of Ragnar. Of Ragnar. Um, so this this was... Uh, Which is how the season began. It was the first season, the first episode of this season. This this is my first thought. As I went down <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That was good, my first thought. Good old way. Down to- Studying about that good old way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yes, very, I really deep. thought of Down to the Road of Prey by from the uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Because I was like, they're all there. Um, so you said, everybody's getting baptized. <laughs> yeah, for some reason I just thought like, Armor's like, everyone needs to be rebaptized. And, everyone get in. And then proper baptismal. And then we see Ragnar having his official ceremony. <laughs> I'm looking at it so, right now. So what did we do? We did the chant. Well, first, before that, <laughs> the the official baptism is just a little bit of water being poured on his helmet. It's like oil. Which is hysterical. It's like oil anointing. Like you said, he's like, he can't feel that. It just looks <laughs> really funny pouring water on someone's helmet like that. But anyways, he got baptized and we did the chant. You know, welcome to, welcome our, to club. our club. Welcome, welcome to our club. club. Welcome, welcome Ragnar. Welcome Ragnar. Welcome. Ragnar. <laughs> I said, welcome Grogu. <laughs> no, he didn't quite get that. <laughs> Which... Technically, he should have been, right? Because the next scene is, he's like, Din is like, he's my, which we... My boy! They had not made it clear... Three seasons in, and Din officially adopts him. This doesn't feel very particularly... Okay, so what they say is, Din's like, he's no longer a foundling. He is training. He's now my apprentice. And he should take the... he, He should be baptized or whatever, whatever they call it. And she's like... He can't say the creed, therefore he uh, can't take he can't, he can't take it. He can't. And um, he's also, and then Din's like, well, his parents could could 
do it on his behalf. And, and, she's she, like, well, dro- and she roasts him. Too bad they're probably dead, dead. or they're absentee. And then... There's the classic yeah. B word that we love. <laughs> and then Din immediately, oh, I'll adopt him. And immediately, okay, sounds good. She's like, okay. That works. No paperwork fine. necessary to <laughs> that adopt. That's exactly what I wrote. No paperwork <laughs> in sight. Not a single signed paper. Oh my gosh. Um, but then they don't, they don't, we don't, he doesn't seemingly get baptized. No. Nope. He doesn't get the. It does pan to the water wait. though. Yeah. So, oh yeah, it just shows him looking down at the water. Infant so it just, it's, it's a bit of a weird. So my point, what I was saying earlier, I wanted to describe the scene so I could make my point, which was oh. Din adopting Grogu does not feel particularly yeah, significant. It's like, oh, okay. Like, uh, yes. If you look back at the beginning of the relationship, he, Mando was captured, was hired to capture Grogu, but, and then he was trying to get rid of him because he felt he needed to be with his own kind. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Grogu returned to him in Boba Fett, which we all knew was going to happen after that moment, they're, they're inseparable. Like there's been no hint mm-hmm. since then that felt like he adopted him. So if, at the end of this season for him to be like, this is my son. I've heard some interesting feel theories regarding the inclusion of mando and boba fett and i'll get to that later okay so it just like yes it's a sweet moment but it feels really late Mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel like it has the sort of impact it would have had if say grogu had not been around at all this season Mm -hmm. and then he comes to him at the very end of the season like if you had been cutting back and forth the whole season between din doing his adventures and grogu training with luke and then at this episode they reunite Mm-hmm. Like imagine, imagine this. We hadn't seen Grogu. Grogu. We had seen Grogu. We had seen him training, but they had not been together the whole season. And then after Din is captured, he is saved by Grogu. That's being Ubered to <laughs> by, by Art, <laughs> who immediately is like, "I'm not dealing he with this. Is like, not my problem." Out. Uh, and then so they are reunited in this episode. So at the yeah. end of this episode, then Dana adopts him. That would have been a lot more impactful, I think. Yeah. Just my opinion. So. No, I like the I, season a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed him training Grogu. I really enjoyed Grogu mostly goofing around the whole season. I love, oh, we love goofing. I around. love Grogu because it kind of feels like Grogu is more of a character now. In mm-hmm. season one, he's quote unquote baby Yoda. He's an accessory. He's, he's cute. Him doing cute things, an silly item. things, felt did not quest item. Yeah, really. Uh, he's a companion now. Uh, it didn't feel like Grogu had much of a personality per se. Season one. He felt like a cute character. So he did cute things. That was who all he was. But now we've been spent so much time with him. He's been trained by Luke. He fe- he's, he is we at this point he's probably like five years older. It's probably been five years since season one, as far as we know. Um, and he feels like he's making choices as a person. He doesn't feel like a baby anymore. He feels like he's a kid. Yeah. And his personality, and he is lighthearted and fun. He he loves snacks. He loves goofing around. He loves pushing buttons. He loves Anzellans. Don't we all? And so I, I have loved that. I have loved the development of Grogu as an actual character mm-hmm. in this season, yeah. which we would not have gotten most likely if he had trained with Luke. So there are definitely positives to the choices they've made. Yeah. So we get another shot of the Mythosaur. Which, honestly, if they had just not showed it, I would have forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Not have been a big deal. But them showing it makes me realize, huh, that's a weird plot thread to kind of like Maybe it feels like something they set up in the first who's gonna ride the mythosaur next season yeah it just it felt like 
they were setting that up for some sort of payoff this season and it really wasn't maybe anything. for some way to motivate the armor to be in support of bringing them all back home i mean yeah i mean yeah um bokatan seeing it was significant absolutely but then to show it again like okay the actual mythosaur itself feels kind of i guess to show that now that the mandalorians have returned so i mean mm. sweet i don't know something like that and maybe it'll come back next season perhaps maybe. but it doesn't like that showing us again needlessly reminds us about it yeah. we don't need like it's it's played its part maybe we don't get us thinking um but also that also speaking of loose plot threads not seeing Pershing again feels a bit strange. I think he's like gone, gone. I really hope not. I think, I know me too, but I think he's like dead. Or only... like brain dead. <laughs> no, he's hanging out on the farm. On the with, clone with, farm. With Cody and Rex. No, just Cody. With Cody Who and... supposedly may be in the next season. He's no. supposed to get an arc? I don't no. know. By our pre-established rules, anyone from Bad Batch gets sent to the farm. Anyone post-episode six gets sent to go train with Luke. Oh, no. <laughs> so Pershing is training with Luke right now. No! <laughs> oh, no. Um, so we see them relight the forge. Yeah. And then Din is just kind of looming in the background. Oh, and we skipped over one small detail. Very minor. But when Din officially adopted Grogu... He became Din Grogu. Oh, yeah. So is... um I can't believe I didn't... I thought I wrote that down. So is Din the last name? I mean, it must be. Maybe it's a clan thing, but it's yeah. just really weird because all of the other Mandalorians go by last names. Yeah. Kree's. Uh-huh. Um, so it's probably something to do with the planet he's from, just their maybe. naming conventions. Maybe. But yeah, so Din is actually his family name, and Jaren is his personal name, if, seemingly. If the armorer had adopted him, he would have been Armorer Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> or Hammer Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Does it name him after a tool? <laughs> um, so they relight the forge. Wow. People update wikis so quickly. Oh, yeah. On Din Djarin's Wikipedia page, it says Apprentice Din Grogu. The devil works hard, but Wikipedia works harder. Man, that's quick. Works faster, whatever. Um, so Din leaves Mandalore, and he goes to a familiar scene from er from a couple episodes earlier. Mm -hmm. The uh, the like Republic Rangers, yeah, the Republic Rangers outpost, and mm -hmm. so he approaches Tiva. I think I think they should be contractually obligated anytime they show this base, they need to play uh, Fortunate Son. <laughs> it's very like uh, it's very, Vietnam War. Yeah. And who do we see in the background? Cowboy Hat Man himself, and and the other directors, mm -hmm. Rick uh, Fuyama, and Who directed this episode. I can't remember her name. It's terrible. Is it Deborah Chow? Yeah, no. I believe so. Yes, I believe so. So. And we see Tiva, and so they talk, and Din's like, you're going to hire me whether you like it or not, and I kind of want to work on case-by-case -case basis. And it's like, okay. Um, and in order, and instead of getting credits, he wants the rent. There are trophies in the bar of trooper heads, of trooper helmets. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, man, they're just like me. They collect the Black Series stuff. <laughs> um, and they see an IG head that they take with them. But here's the thing. Do you know who we didn't see? Our man. We didn't see Zeb. It was very which sad. Which sucks. So where is he? 
Yeah. He's getting ready for us. This episode was weirdly uh, withheld on Easter eggs and cameos. Like when you would expect, I mean, I'm not, I think there's a lot to be said as a positive of that, but you would just think after season two finale, Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker, you think they would feel a need to match or step that up. up. (laughs) (laughs) I just, whenever, um, so the episode ends with mando back on navarro navarro thank you and i was just expecting him to uh he was walking in no 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 sorry before that whenever he goes to talk to what grief carga no 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 tiva tiva the the, 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 the ranger. ranger uh he's got a, like a really normal name what is uh is it carson carson yeah carson imagine he goes to talk to carson and as he's walking into the room and i'm expecting zeb to be there um and probably another cameo i'm just i just said out loud <laughs> i mean uh, uh i expected like another character to show up and go din jared i'm here to talk to you about the ahsoka initiative <laughs> i actually wondered because i'm like so we've seen zeb here before imagine if we just saw sabine mm-hmm. and it's like ah, oh, i know two mandalorians what's Quickly, in case anyone's confused, Sabine and Satine are, are two different, different Mandalorian people. characters from the cartoons. Yes, one. From How the did they get Wars. away with that? That Last is names. terrible choice. Different looks. Well, uh, in visuals, it's easier. Yeah, but just like, and they never cross over. But like, how? And and if they were totally different writers, totally different fr- like parts of the universe, but they're both Dave Filoni animated shows, and they're both Mandalorian. He likes the name, man. I just don't think it's a good idea. Anyways, uh, um, so there was one other thing about that scene. Oh, just to, to, to finish the recap. Navarro. No, before Navarro, what does he? Why does he go to see Carson? He offers uh, Mando His services to hunting yeah. down Imperial mm. remnants on the fly, on the lowdown. Yeah, um, and so now he is unofficially a bounty hunter for the New Republic, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. So he'll only be hunting villains from now on, seemingly. He said on a case-by-case basis. They're going to turn Ahsoka into Mando season four. I'll be so <laughs> mad. <laughs> I um, the volume, sorry. I think there'd be very cool possibilities uh, that he said case-by-case basis. If possible, the Republic asks him to hunt someone down, and he says no, and that could create some... Rep- can conflict. you go hunt down Thrawn? I've never heard of this man in my life. No, thank you. I'm also now realizing they seemingly dropped the thread of Carson finding out that Mandalorians... Yeah, they didn't even talk about that. I thought for sure that was going to create some tension between the New Republic and the Mandalorians. thinking that the four thing. But Carson seems totally Maybe unbothered by it. report it. It just felt like they were setting up the fact that he was surprised about the Mandalorians capturing... Cause he, I mean, it's just one of those things of it's all resolved off screen. Yeah. They, they tell them that, okay, we killed Moff Gideon. He had Beskar armor stormtroopers. That's who saved him. It feels a little too night. What's what I'm looking for? Uh, too nice. Too clean. Yeah. Uh, Concise. No. Man, I, I my brain is totally not working right now. Neat and tidy. That's ah. what I was trying to think of. Um, but it's all fine. I think this episode really encapsulates this season, both positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. Very well made, very pretty, great action, struggles with its ongoing plot threads, isn't the most emotionally constructive, mm-hmm. but it's still good. Like ultimately, like B, like a like a grade level, level B. 
And we get to see IG-11 again, full circle of the first episode. Yeah. And he's the new Navarro Marshal. <laughs> yes. And then Din retires to a farm. And you know who else retired to a farm? Thanos. <laughs> okay. Just throwing it Just out a simple there. farmer trying to make Just a way in the universe. In the galaxy. Yeah. Um, so here's some comments I had. I think that I thought they really kind of hyped us up. Think I thought Din was going to die. Because I really? saw I saw some theories that if they capture Din, what if they mind flay him? Ha. Huh. Well, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, my other thought was <laughs> the biggest plot twist of the episode, Axe Woves is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. And they it wasn't even like it was almost like we set ourselves up for that surprise because there was Psych! He just, as as soon as they recognized that Bokatan had the dark saber, he really uh, didn't. They're like, man, I bet. Yeah, All he right. never really fought such, it. Such an easy way to elect leadership. Um, I've got the. It's a different kind of talking, talking stick. Sword. I've got the I've got the president stick. <laughs> um. So, in some other thoughts I had, we did not see Boba. Yeah, I'm no devastated. Boba Fett. You know who we didn't see. Fenrau. <laughs> Zero out of ten season. We did not see my favorite Mando, but it's fine. Um, here's my last thought about it. There was not a single mention of Satine in this season at all. Yeah, very interesting. I guess I guess of the existing Mandalorian, she's not really anyone because she's I been gone they, for so long. And they probably didn't really like her because she was the pacifist. Yeah. It is like I would not have some not thought that was strange if for the fact that we did if they hit we got but we got the men oh sorry the zeb cameo True. feels and like they are acknowledging the coming of ahsoka yeah. but that's it that's the only real and we got information about bo's dad who is also satine's dad oh satine see this is what i'm talking about did you say satine Yes. I heard Sabine. No, Satine. See, that's the problem. There's two of them. With the blonde the one. one that I was thinking of the wrong one. No. Okay, yes. It is weird that they would, because she was a very important person. Yeah, I okay. I take back everything I just said. I was, I was talking about Sabine. Yeah. Satine is very significant, and it is weird that they don't talk Not about her. I agree. single mention of her. Like, and Bo goes off about her dad. Like, my dad was the king of Mandalore. Yeah. Very good man. And I'm like, you know who else was ruler of Mandalore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, weird struggles with ongoing story threads. Struggles with some character stuff. Very strong on action. Is still got emotional elements to it. Um, ultimately, a good episode. Weirdly, feels somewhat uh, uh, conclusive at the end. Yeah. Like the show could end here, and it would make sense. I saw a tweet that said, "This doesn't feel like a season four is coming." Yeah, it does not. Yeah, it does not feel like they've already started writing season four in the sense of. It doesn't feel like it's setting up any major plot threads. And maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want the final season to be more like the first season. In case they, in case they d decide to move it to a movie standpoint mm. as they've talked. Yeah. Um, that's, oh, that's interesting. So here's one thing I wanted to bring up that I just forgot what I was going to say. Darn it. <laughs> oh, man. I've been wanting to say this like all night. Well, while you're thinking about that, I want to make a joke uh, that uh, something I saw on Reddit just reminded me. I'm so mad. The armor kept talking about writing people's names and songs and stuff, or it is written in the song now. And I thought to myself, it's a horribly inefficient way of keeping records. <laughs> Just, okay, um, who, who is this person married to? Let me sing their song and see if I can figure out. Like, 
<laughs> song keeping very strange way of record keeping i remember what i was gonna say so this is all rumor i don't know how true it is my coworker sent me this that apparently around season two of mandalorian there were some onset issues with pedro pascal huh and again i don't know how true this oh, is we don't see his face at all this season no and that was the issue that apparently he wanted less helmet time weird and and that is and so and so that from what i've heard so and again this is all rumor i don't know if it's actually confirmed but supposedly there are some issues about that and there's theories that that is what led to mando being included in book of boba fett that he wanted that there is rumors that he i think he wanted more like less helmet guy and more personalization so they wanted to prove that they could like make it without him or keep him what do you mean keep him like that's why that i've heard i've heard that might be why mando had such a big presence in boba fett because he because there might be rumors that he was upset with i guess the little amount of development he's gotten but they put we that- haven't seen his face if that's his complaint, then that doesn't make I any know. sense to me. I, I, that, I'm just saying. So what, what you're I've saying heard. is, regardless of if he wanted more literal FaceTime, he wanted more to do as a character. I think that I think that's and correct. so they put him in Boba Fett. That's what that's what I've heard. I find that unlikely. I'm just, but this is just info I was told. Um, I guess my guess would be one of two things. It's possible. Well, not one or two things, just one, I guess. Um, my guess would just be he wanted more money, and they said, "Well, if we're going to get more money, we need to get our money's worth. So we're going to we're going to use that true to bump up Book of Boba Fett." But I'm I'm just totally speculating. I'm just making that up right now. Speaking of Boba Fett, do you know who we didn't see? <laughs> book the book Boba. the actual book about Boba Fett. I was it kind was of not a physical I, book. I think it kind of would have been interesting to see Boba Fett, but I don't think there would have been it, it, with the series exactly as it was i don't think there would have been a good place for him to show up i'd love to see him again though yes i agree in mandalorian 3.5 Man. kidding i just <laughs> um anyways uh anything else to say before we go to no, uh meme minute that's it well everyone welcome well, it's, we're closing out the book on another show. Actually, I want to I want to take a second to just recognize that. Yeah, uh, we've two now shows gotten down. through two shows. Well, this is episode fifteen. I don't think I said that up top. Episode oh, yeah. fifteen of this podcast. That's that's quite landmark. Do you know I the think. next show we could watch is kind of niche. Um, it's a little bit older. <laughs> um, it's it, it came out after Clone Wars. So some people don't love it as much. It was called Star Wars Rebels. See, I had multiple things I wanted to say. Oh, I thought you were talking about Transformers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have not re- acknowledged Transformers at all. I know there's. There's not been a lot of content, but guess what, y'all? Next week. Guess what we get to watch next week? Guess what Cameron's finally going to let us watch? <laughs> Transformers. The other half of this podcast. I'm With carefully curated episodes chosen by yours truly, yes, myself. I'm looking forward to it. We want to do two episodes next week? Two <laughs> Transformers? two? That's 40 minutes, okay, isn't it? Okay, then I'll pick the two part. Okay, cool. I'll That's pick good. the two part. Well, or I could do two of the funny ones that I picked. Well, okay. There's, there's like let's for do me, the two part to get some substance, and then we can do funny ones. For me, there are like two pass forward for us. I mean, we can do both kind of, but you either I because we're not going to go through the whole show. It's just too much, and it, eventually it'll get repetitive. Because ultimately, it's the same thing. Like, there's not much to say. Do you know what we could watch, <laughs> not rebels. 
No, we watched Transformers Prime. Huh? Maybe. Wow. Okay. Fine. Oh, we 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 did have a serious discussion about what we're gonna do because my my thought would be I I'd be more interested to fill episodes with more like topics rather than like episode oh, coverage. Sorry. We'll so have like, to do something for Rise of the Beasts though. Oh, absolutely. That's a but that's a movie. So that's one episode. <laughs> That's one episode of this podcast. Because <laughs> uh, as much as I love episode recaps, it's, it feels very exciting to do this because it's it's new and it's fresh. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out once a week. But with a show that already exists, I, I don't really feel the need to do a recap episodes. I'm devastated. Well, we can talk about it. We can definitely talk about it. We, we could do live reactions to Transformers. <laughs> so, do, you know, we get get co- do you think we get copyrighted for that? Ooh, very possibly. <laughs> very, I don't know. Um, I just feel like that talking about transform old transformers or it would be repetitive. At least that's because I don't know Prime, but G one, I want to talk about it. one hundred percent, but it's kind of the same thing every episode. It's fun and it's incredibly entertaining, but I don't know how much we would we would have to say about it because <laughs> the we joy can count we get all the animation errors oh in transformers. Yeah, but like like that would those would be good videos but as far as podcasting we'll just start recording our podcast like everyone else does a couple episodes in they could sit and watch us talk to each other <laughs> but, then it's, but that's a different the video you watch and just listening to it is two different things i think we, we'll, we'll discuss it i think there's there's we'll figure it out. i look forward to us figuring we'll out what we can, it can be whatever we want whatever we want yeah i can um, but nonetheless, the thing the thing that the fans truly want is meme minute, but it's longer than a minute. It's also called meme parsec. Do you it's know, also called. Do you know what I? Oh, sorry. This is a second. I have. This is a second intro you've interrupted me on, Rachel. Go continue. ahead. No, 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 it's already wrecked. It's already wrecked. I was going to say, um, this reminds me because I don't know if you uh, saw my tweet about meme minute last week. No, I sorry. I'm not on Twitter very frequently. <laughs> it's okay. That's why um, you run the Twitter. That's why I run the Twitter. So I had a couple of funny comments that I thought were funny. Um, and I, th- well, and I know I'm funny. So um, anyways, you should look through the, look at the second tweet specifically okay. in the thread. Um, it, is it just Rebels Robots Pod? Is that our Twitter? Um, yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't. Oh man, I accidentally forgot it. So our, our handle on Twitter is Rebels Robots Pod. And the name is Rebels and Robots. Um... Sorry, it's not the second one. I thought I put a snarky comment, but I didn't. Um, it's a couple... Me Minute, Parsec, whatever title Cameron gives it this week. <laughs> Very good. Because my other comment, I was going to say, every week, every week we have a new podcast. The podcast captions get longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> they started off short and sweet and now cameron just posts an entire small thesis statement and i'm like i only have so many characters cameron now you're things. ruining our engagement two things. with on twitter well three things now one what engagement not your fault you do great <laughs> you do great you're awesome it's got not your fault actually i should probably use more hashtags <laughs> second thing you have the right to shorten them when you post on twitter you don't have I to do. use my caption i do sometimes <laughs> please do it you're I'm full control i just send you what i wrote to you if you want to copy and paste it third thing is last week in particular we spent an hour 
talking about just the Star Wars celebration and then had a whole whole freaking episode of The Mandalorian. I so, think that's Lucasfilm's fault for putting Star Wars My point is last week's caption was long because there was a lot for me to cover <laughs> in the caption to fully encapsulate what the episode was like. It was a hectic episode last boy. week. So anyways, welcome to our meme minute segment. And um I have a lot. I have some. You well, you said you. It sounded like you said you didn't have very many. I didn't really have too many. Um, I have some. It was, I have a. I have a handful. Well, here actually, do you know what? This is all. Actually, I'll save this one for last because that one's really good. Oh gosh. Um, I have one that I'm going to save for last too. Well, I, think I, I already said it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm going to. I have to start us off with one of our two catchphrases. This one being this one's mostly visual, but I want to get your reaction uh. of it. <laughs> um, so it's the it's the meme of the the man sweating as he has two buttons. <laughs> and the yes, buttons just no. say yes and no and then Grogu's <laughs> face is photoshopped onto the guy that's good what do you got Rachel this comparison of Grogu from the season finale oh my gosh <laughs> wow that's incredible this you want to describe my, it yeah so it's the image of Grogu pushing back the fire with the force and the image above it is that gif of burning Elmo <laughs> <laughs> But they both have their arms they up. They do. And it's like, Same color grade. It's so similar. It's so good. That's wild. Tee hee. Um, uh, this tier. is this. <laughs> this one is just an image of the uh, like right as they're installing the dish on the Death Star in Rogue One, and it has the Direct TV logo, and it says "Never miss a pod race." <laughs> <laughs> um. I found this one. Uh, hold on. Oh, no. This is a TikTok. I found this one right before we started the podcast. Started this because now I can go on TikTok. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So if you don't know, do you, do you want to describe what that audio is from? Yeah, so that audio is from a very iconic Sea of Thieves video, which is, if you don't know, is a multiplayer um pirate mmorpg <laughs> and it comes from a very iconic vine of two buddies chilling on their ship and the guy this is full character i love it he goes captain and the guy at the at the helm goes what look and he and he you know he turns his character and there's this other pirate ship going beelining straight forward to raid them and so this audio is to this last episode of axe wolves yeeting the ship into the crevice oh, of Mandalore. That's really good. Especially because the, seemingly, I might be misremembering from seeing it just 10 seconds ago, but the camera pans yeah, over. It pans over like perfectly POV. timed. Um, this is a fun, and it all, I don't know if you mentioned uh, it or not, but the music playing is Pirates of the Caribbean music, yes. which just adds to the whole thing. Um, this is a classic meme. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show Rachel first so she can get a, a fresh reaction to it. <laughs> Uh, it's the Vintage. the classic image of the young girl walking and covering her ears, and there's a young man standing right next to her playing a trumpet, and they're la- the woman covering her ears is Din, and the boy playing the uh, the trumpet is Grogu spamming yes. <laughs> that took way too long to explain. That really killed the joke. It's okay. So this is some screenshots from the last episode of Paz's Sacrifice, and it's captioned. I think if I read it, you perhaps censor it. 
Okay, let so, me hold on. Let me get the time code. I have to get the. Full I get excited. Quote. I, after do the full quotes. Uh, getting so many new sound effects for for uh, centering Sound swears board. i get really excited Sound actually board. um <laughs> okay so it's picture pass seeing the commando slide down there is, are you ready yes there's no way i'm fitting through that damn hole <laughs> and then the shot of um bo we are not leaving you behind <laughs> to which another shot of pass no you go and then the internal thought damn she could have cut that a little bit bigger i'm gonna die <laughs> 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 I don't think I need to censor that. I think that's fine. That is that is pretty good exchange. Yeah, there's like a slightly bigger hole and oh, Paz would be alive. I got the order wrong. It's the Bo-Katan image and then there's no way I'm fitting through that. No, you go. <laughs> uh, sad. Um, this one is not directly Transformer related, but it feels very Transformer related. So very mm. famously, I don't know, famously, for me it feels very famously, the original teaser trailer for the first Transformers movie was not it was not clear that it was transformers until the the final title and it was in like 2008 or something or so the movie came out in 2007 so it's more like in 2006 the rover lander old Old. thanks old (laughs) you were there you what (laughs) you're not that much younger than me Old. uh it's like in 2006 the rover lander landed on mars and and broadcast Mm -hmm. 23 seconds the last five seconds were censored and then some sort of robot reaches towards it and transformers like reveal oh it's very exciting and kind of like found footagey well here's a meme that says the last image before the mars rover went offline (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just a jawa i don't know that was very simple but really good joke and felt transformers related and star wars related Look at this Transformers meme. Shows image of Jawa. Oh my gosh. I feel so dumb. I just didn't even think about that was the main. I mean, I did. I I did genuinely include it because I felt it was Transformers related. But I just totally forgot that it was also Star Wars related. My gosh. Rachel is so red right now. It's so good. (laughs) Oh boy, look at this Transformers meme. It's God a Jawa. It. Gosh dang it. Oh, this is this is my favorite part of the podcast when I listen back and one of us just can't talk because we're laughing so hard. That's my favorite. So thank you. I'm glad I was able to give this, this joy to you. It's just the fact that I was like, I didn't even get to see it until you turned it around after spinning it. I was like, oh, I really a built Jawa. up the Transformersness of it. Oh man. Anyways. What else you got? <laughs> oh, the cat is sneaking around the bags again. She's not there allowed. she is. Hey. This episode's coming full circle. Hey. <laughs> we have to stop her. Just like IG-11 and Mando season three. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, people watching Star Wars in the 70s, 80s, that boy is our last hope. People in 2021 that have watched Clone Wars slash Rebels, no, there are four to five others. <laughs> <laughs> the downside is the Twitter, the TikTok handle is right in front of it, which oh. sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's that picture of Yoda from Empire uh-huh. Strikes Back where he's like, no, there is another entity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. I like that a lot because that is something that as much as we love expanded Star Wars canon, it does, the more Jedi we learn that are alive... <laughs> That's why during that had, period of the original to, trilogy that's why they had to kill Kanan and yeet Ezra uh-huh. to space uh-huh. they were like oh there could only be it's one just like, there are so many people that have could have theoretically also saved but like obviously it, narratively no one else could have turned Vader though mm-hmm. that's what was necessary you had that's to turn my Vader son. My boy. because I don't think now while 
Palpatine did seem very interested in Ezra. Most Force users would have just been if they had, if they had turned, they would have mm-hmm. been converted into Inquisitors. Palpatine is definitely like, oh boy, another emotionally troubled young <laughs> man that I can manipulate. This is not turning emotionally manipulated, scarred Jedi into Inquisitors has not turned on us before. <laughs> <laughs> this is never. This would never be a bad idea. Uh, but Insert Luke star killer is here. the only one that like Palpatine would have been so interested in. Yeah, and then Leia would have been the only like those two. They would have been the only ones he would have allowed to get close enough to defeat him mm-hmm. or turn Vader. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is that just still it still checks out, but it is still a very good joke nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's just an image that oh. I find hysterical. <gasps> So it's it's the very famous uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures Adventures meme of the two characters. I I don't know. I'm not going to get the character names. I don't know. They were just walking dramatically towards each other. But one of them is replaced with a Lego uh, battle droid. But all his arms and legs are made out of uh, pieces of other battle droid bodies. (laughs) He's 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 huge. (laughs) It's good. Oh. There she is. We might get some crunchies on our audio because <laughs> my cat's a loud eater. Anyways, so this is uh, the scene where uh, uh, Luke picks up Grogu for daycare at the end of season two. And he goes, it's time to finish your training, young Grogu. And then it sh- goes moves to Grogu. Never. I'll never turn to the Jedi. You failed, your highness. I'm a Mandalorian like my father before me. And this shot of Luke <laughs> going, WTF. <laughs> yes, very good. I, I that goes back to I mean we had back where he was Grogu doing Yoda lines so the idea of Grogu just terrorizing Luke with, with original trilogy quotes is very funny <laughs> um, just the idea of Grogu terrorizing Luke period is very funny um, where Luke was like man children are not my thing so this one has um, oh I actually straight up I, I, so we were talking earlier about crediting jerks yeah we don't normally do it because we only credit memes unless we make them. it is it is the nature of memes that they get passed around most of the time by the time we see them there it's very unlikely that's the original creator but this one is a straight up screenshot of a account i follow on facebook so i will credit it it's a great account called race skywalker core um there's just a plethora of Facebook. i don't know if it's on twitter but on facebook a plethora of accounts that are star wars character mm-hmm. core yeah. and they get progressively more obscure yes um but this race Glup. skywalker one i like a lot glove oh yeah Glup. yeah yep uh-huh. <laughs> well this one so this one has a photo of original um mon mothma and current mon mothma mm-hmm. and uh it just says look i understand it looks bad but give her the original trilogy hair you cowards uh. <laughs> it looks like almost like swag hair it's just like or it's very like mom mom mothma i don't don't know how to describe how would you describe i'm trying to do it all my ideas come to mind are offensive no the original hair oh very looks terrible it's it's very mandalorian helmet hair kind of cut everything i my brain goes to is offensive so i'm not i can't i can't get out of that mind space all right what do you got for me um it's the scene from revenge of the sith where Padme goes, or no, Obi Wan goes to see Padme, and he's like, "There's a hologram of of Anakin killing younglings." And the next image is um, Anakin drinking the beer brand <sighs> younglings in Naboo, and it's wow. just I've never heard that. It's spelled Y U E N G L I. That's very interesting, huh? 
I know you're going to get a kick out of this. It says, WTF, why did they change the Jabba the Hutt design? Thanks, Dave. Yes, I saw that. Oh, it's a, that's and it's so an funny. image of Jabba the Hutt next to an image Jabba of. Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, Jabba the Hutt. Next oh, to Jabba I the see. Hutt. <laughs> next to Ezra Bridger in live action as a hologram from the Ahsoka uh, trailer. That is one of my favorite running jokes. That's yep. so on brand for like a 14-year-old boy to just pick <laughs> random names. It, it's very much my my uncle works at Nintendo. Well, it's Nintendo. kind of funny in the show. It's funnier that Star Wars fans continue yes. it going in the same vein of like, we can't see John Cena. That every time... There's something about Ezra. People call him Jabba the Hutt. That is great. Um, this says when you need to be somewhere and you hit every red light, which I did not. This kind of actually pertains to man to the season finale of Man Mandalorian. Oh my gosh! Yes. And it's, it's, oh, that's great. I love that. It's that picture where Obi Wan is trapped in the hallway in Phantom Menace. And he's uh-huh. looking very upset. Love that. I have two more. Gosh. You know. Ian McGregor. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. Uh, Ian McGregor doesn't get a ton to do as an actor mm-hmm. in uh, Phantom Menace, but the look on his face in that is really incredible and is perfectly encapsulated for a meme about being mad at, about red lights. Yep. It's really funny. Yep. Anyways, um, <laughs> so this this meme almost contrasts with a. A very popular, not necessarily fan theory, but kind of a little like detail reading is people will say um, in Empire Strikes Back when Luke tells R2 to stay with the ship and he, ref- he doesn't and he falls into the water. He doesn't stay because the last time someone told him that uh-huh. Anakin said stay with the ship on Mustafar mm-hmm. and R2-D2 did and he never saw Anakin again. Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of in contrast to that. It says, friendly reminder that R2 drove Anakin to both the Jedi Temple and Mustafar, making him an accessory to Vader's war crimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even think about uh, that. Maybe and- that's why he stayed with the ship because he was like, huh, there's a lot going on in this <laughs> in this maybe i don't want to see what i just happens (laughs) now i don't think r2d2 is actually flying the ships in those scenarios but it is still a great joke nonetheless that is good okay i have two more this is captioned i see him everywhere i go (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's just you want to explain that? Yeah, so it, it starts off pointing at the ground, and it says, I see him everywhere I go, and it immediately pans up to the shed-looking thing that has a door and window blinds that looks like the man- Mando's helmet. In blo- it's like so Minecraft good. Mando. It's, oh, it's so hard to describe. You'll just ha- you just have to check yeah, out the Twitter and see the meme. It's just a big block of concrete with a T-shape. Black T-shape. And T-shape. negative space, and it makes yeah, it look like it's a square It's so Mando. good. And it's, it's gray, too, so it's not like... It's not Django Fett. It's not a clone. It's Mando. Um, so this one has got two photos. I've got a lot of like two photo comparisons today. Mm. One is Moff Gideon from season one. Moff. One is Gideon. Moff Gideon from He's this Whittly season. He's Whittly Gideon. <laughs> uh, and it says, uh, at what point did the New Republic decide that Moff Gideon's mustache was too dangerous to be left alive? <laughs> I thought he looked different when he showed up in the last episode. <laughs> Maybe he is a clone. I know this. That's a, you keep beating me to my jokes. <laughs> we're, so on the same, we're on the same page tonight on a lot of stuff. I don't know how many times uh, I say that image of like the people's like brain neurons <laughs> correct connecting. 
Um, it's one. It's a great joke that I, that his mustache disappeared and it's too dangerous to be left alive. That's very funny. But I did when he showed up last episode. I thought he looked different, and I couldn't quite put my hand on it or my put my finger on it. And I thought to myself, kind of. Well, COVID years have been tough on everyone. Maybe he looks a little older. And he does. He's got more gray in his hair. But it was because he didn't have the mustache. Look, facial hair and a different haircut can really change how someone looks. It is true. Which almost interestingly leads exactly into the TikTok I'm about to okay. show. Okay. Well, last, I just wanted to complete yes. the last thing you said, yes. which was, if that ends up being evidence that this, if, the, if real, if this was a clone Moff Gideon and the real one shows up with a mustache, I'll die. That's all I got to say about that. So speaking of hair, did I send this to you? Um, I don't think I'll have I to sent, see it. I don't remember. I don't think I sent. I don't think so. Okay, so here's the thing. This showed up on my TikTok for you page, and it's so on brand. I could have made this. So, anyways, <laughs> I you'll, it's about 20 seconds long. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna add to our runtime. But this this scene starts in, I believe this is episode three of season four of Rebels. Okay. And we see our favorite man again. Union. Oh, nice. But as Commander Bridges suggests, it's time to get to work. My Mothma requests your presence. <laughs> oh, that is powerful, powerful. Excellent. Can we just look at that boy's hair? Look at his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, the scene where we first see, like, post-rebel conversion, uh, Callus. Callus. And he's got his hair's grown out. He's got more facial hair. He's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. And that's why the comment about the hair and is it, brilliant. And it cuts to the scene from, I think, I don't know if it's Community or Drake and Josh. The way it's shot, that's that's definitely a Nickelodeon or Disney Channel show. And so um, I think that's Helen, the manager. Sure. And so she's, and it and it's just captioned Star Wars Rebels fandom and she starts freaking out. And I was like, that's so on brand. I could have made that. <laughs> I love it. It's re- that's really good. I Very saved you. this to my phone. I thought it was <laughs> permanent. So, um, so I've got one Instagram reel as well. Uh, and I just simply sent this. It's got technically it has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I sent it to Rachel with the caption. Uh, there are these are the two sides of the Star Wars fan base interacting with one another. President, what would you give everybody in the United States for free? What would you give Food everybody? Food for free. What? Food for free. Food? Yes, and toys for And toys? Toys. toys? That's what would you do for the people? I would take your taxes, the taxes down a little. But break down, there's one thing that you need to know about your idea. I've seen, I've seen this country. I've seen, I've heard, I've heard about politics. I don't care about it, politics, bruh. It's how, so when, so when. So that's the Star Wars fan base. You've got one obsessed with toys and, and wanting fun stuff. The other one that starts talking about politics. The other one responds, I don't care about your politics, bruh. I think it perfectly encapsulates Hysterical. it. I've got one more meme whenever. Oh, one we, we, more? Yeah. That was my, the callous one was my last one. Oh, very week. good. I was well, like, that's my. This is my last one. So this is a custom meme I made some years ago. This was probably 2020, because that's when this meme first really took off, I remember. Vintage. And um, it's about our very own Rachel. Um, and it is the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. And the caption is Rachel at any given point during a Transformers movie. Because <laughs> 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 we had just watched. Two, three, and I think we watched 
in one night we watched two and three, oh gosh, and another one night we watched four and five. And any time you knew a character, you're like, oh, 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 there he is, there he is. That you might have to catch. That's Gluppo shittiest. <laughs> We'd have to cancel if that wasn't a character name. I'd have to technically <laughs> censor that. But that's a character's name in Star Wars. So that's one of my favorite Star Wars memes. Um. So I just had to share that. This is oh here it is October two thousand twenty one. No wait, that's when I got my new phone. So that file that that date is not correct. That thing's outdated um, now. Yeah, a year and a half after it was yeah, made. Kidding, yeah, kidding. Uh, I thought that was fun to include um, because I was going through my phone and I found a meme that I made. So, um, Custom memes are best. Homegrown. Homegrown home, home, home This is an organic meme right here. No GMOs. No <laughs> good for the soul. Good for the heart. Sick, good for the bones. That's it. <laughs> well, that closes out this week's episode of Rebels and Robots. We went as long as we did last week. Woo! This is our... How? Lots of good stuff. We had less to talk about. And we still went long. This still this is going to be our second longest episode. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, sure, but we didn't have last week. Like now, last week's episode feels like light and breezy. Like we sped along. What last are we cutting week. out, Cameron? I do think I though last week I did fail to make it shorter. My, I attempted to make our discussion shorter by quickly recapping the episode and then going back and discussing. I think that's made it longer. <laughs> I failed. I failed, Your Highness. Um, I, I gotta bring up my my closing spiel here. How many here. minutes do we have of me patronizing my cat, though? Oh, that's true. Yes, we if you're listening to this, actually, the the opening is. You're right. The opening is severely going to be trimmed down. So if you're listening to this and you're, it's like an hour thirty, maybe it's because I cut out a bunch when I hit record. Because I just never know to give a little like insight into how we record this. I don't, we don't come planned with an intro. It just happens. Um, and there have been times, I know distinctly one time, we said something really funny and I wasn't recording. I was really mad. Oh, yeah. So I st- started hitting record pretty early on. Got to get all the goods. So that we can capture whatever happens. And this week, it, just tend, it happened to be us fiddling with the cat who has been looking. Normally, she's asleep the whole time, but she's been staring very she's angrily at us the whole time. She started in the chair and then I messed with her and then she left and laid on the floor and now she's back in the chair. We're anyways, closing spiel. As always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. Props to Rachel for our artwork. Props to Cameron for editing all of these. So sweet. Um, I realize I've not added that should be on here is our other outro thing, which is we've no one's taken up on us up on it yet, but please. If you if read you us want, a review, we'll read it on live air. Yeah, give us some content. Uh leave us a review, send us some memes, send us a comment, a re- uh, review of what you think of Mando, a Bad Batch, anything Star Wars or Transformers related. Within reason, we will read on the podcast. Please clap. <laughs> Please like. <It's, laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. I, I think it's a fun follow. We we post all of our memes that, that we hilarious. share on the show. We share other content. Um, if, you, if you're interested in Star Wars or Transformers, follow us on social. You'll have a good time, I think. You won't regret it. Probably. Well, you won't regret it. This is Cameron and Rachel signing off, saying... Hey, come out, come on, come on. Well, it's too little to operate this. No, 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 no. <sighs> it's a dumb podcast. <laughs> Our dumb podcast. <laughs>
gonna bring up my notes for the episode real fast. Just clicking out the cat. Yeah. Look, she's right there. Oh. Oh, she wants I the think warm she's spot. Go sniff your food. <laughs> Podcast. Sometimes I forget to plug her water back in after you leave. Oh. And so I wake up in the next morning, I'm like, why is it so quiet? And she's like, Mother, I'm parched. <laughs> Thinking real hard. I need to make sure my phone's on silent. Oh, me too. Thanks. Boop, boop. Make sure I don't have like any random messages. Okay, cool. Not a problem at all. I know it's not a problem. Uh, friend. I almost said his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Docs. <laughs> She's just sniffing. Nothing of interest. Get in the bag. Yes. Good, good. Get in the bag. Get in the bag Let the cat flow Get through you. Get in the bag. Oh. Oh. She was playing with that pen earlier. She was really getting a kick out of it. <laughs> She's like, hmm, perfect toy. Oh. Oh. Oh, she's sniffing. She going to do it? Don't start scratching in that bag. Oh, please don't poop in my bag. She's not going to do that. She just likes to dig at it. <laughs> I need a pick. I'm the kitty. <laughs> I just, I don't know if you heard it, but she kind of yeah. started to scratch. And I'm like, Miss Ma'am, you know better than to do that. Look at her acting all innocent. Athena. Revoked. <laughs> Mom mode. Stop. <laughs> She's in a very defensive posture right now. She refuses to talk on mic. <laughs> Podcasting is for the bourgeoisie. What are you thinking? <laughs> Zero thoughts, head empty. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Very good. We're going to get a Doppler effect with the cat with the microphone. Revoked, silly baby. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, she's going to hop right back into it. <laughs> well, she can't. She can try. This is Cameron and Rachel. Signing off, saying, 
thought I would think think of something else. His hair. I don't know. <laughs> this. Oh man, this is I, wow. This is bad. Really I normally have something we're, prepared. I've got to have something prepared. Oh. Do we need to play the Enzelin clip from last episode? <laughs> if it wasn't that strong of a swear. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to. <laughs> See what we find it? Okay, no, I, I can get it. I can get it. Uh, this episode is so okay. long, we don't know why. Also, us. Yeah. Uh, piddling our way through the intros and outros. Okay, hold on. I have a lot of editing to do tonight. You can always be done tomorrow. That's true. Okay, let's see. Is the... I guess we'll fill the dead space with something. Yeah. Well, Anyways, I'm gonna cut it all out. Tell us your favorite <laughs> Star Wars side character. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, I think I barely. <laughs> okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, this is. <laughs> This is Rachel and Cameron. We got a clean edit point. We have to have a clean edit point. Okay. 